Vox Quick Hits. Basically, everyone knows that the only part of the Golden Globes worth taking seriously is the actual show. Live from the star-filled international ballroom of the Beverly Hilton Hotel. You bring a bunch of celebrities from both film and TV in a room wearing really nice clothes. We saw Constance Wu in a gorgeous dress. That was by Vera Wang. She looked um, crazy rich. Yeah. <laughs> Getting drunk. That's the weirdest microphone I've ever seen in my life. Look at it. I'm here, right? And the comedian who's hosting will probably say something that they maybe shouldn't have. Good evening and welcome, you bunch of despicable, spoiled, minimally talented brats. Yes. Obviously, this year that can't happen, which makes the not fun parts about the Golden Globes even less defensible. Namely, that the Golden Globes is widely regarded as a publicity stunt, where the studios and now streaming services who spend the most money on marketing to the Hollywood Foreign Press Association typically win the awards. So now we're left with a 2021 Golden Globes in which some of the best projects of last year have been snubbed in favor of, well, Emily in Paris. But the question of whether we should care about the Golden Globes anymore is also a question of what and who Hollywood award shows are even for. Audiences have so much more control over what we watch now than we used to, and there's more of it to consume than ever. Do we really need institutions, where judges seem to be just as swayed by marketing than they are on quality, to tell us what's worth watching? Joining me for a lot more context on the matter is Vox's film critic and culture reporter, Alyssa Wilkinson. Hi, Alyssa. Hey, how are you? So tell me, how is this different from, you know, an Oscar or a Grammy, a a typical award show, if you will? It's an award that was started by the Hollywood Foreign Press Association, which is very different from the Academy that gives out the Oscars. And currently the Academy is around 10,000 people. And those are all people who have worked in some form of filmmaking, whether they are directors or they're writers or they're actors or maybe they're publicists, but they have all had experience in the field. The Hollywood Foreign Press Association is not people who work in the field of filmmaking. Instead, it's about 90 to 100. There's never more than 100. There's somewhere around 90. We never know who's totally in the group. Um, But there's some number of people who are giving this award who they live in Southern California and they cover Hollywood for a non-American publication. The Hollywood Foreign Press Association times the Golden Globes every year to take place right before Academy voting starts for the Oscars. So they've timed it so that whoever gets a Golden Globe may have some influence on who might get an Oscar. And so one thing that film publicists in particular like to do is make sure that the Hollywood Foreign Press Association has been influenced, basically, to vote for their particular film. And this is why we get some real screwball picks every year in the Golden Globes. It's much easier for Netflix or, you know, Disney or whoever to target 90 to 100 people with whining and dining and special screenings and meet and greets and Q&As and all the things that aren't happening so much this year but are typically happening than it is to target 10,000 people in the Academy that gives out the Oscars or the Emmys, which I believe the Television Academy has something like 25,000 people. So this is a, a way to kind of funnel your campaign funds towards a very high return for very relatively low investment. Right. And that's sort of, I assume, where we get the idea that the Golden Globes is just one big publicity stunt. It's an exercise in marketing rather than actual 
quality or talent. Yeah, that's right. And of course, the other piece of this is that we think about the Golden Globes at all because they're on TV. If they weren't on TV, we probably wouldn't even think about them because nobody thinks about the Hollywood Foreign Press Press Association in any other context except the Golden Globes. It's also just a fun show to watch. Uh, Normally, in a normal year, there's an open bar, and so people (laughs) tend to get a little uh, soused by the end of it and make crazy speeches or fall over their own dress. And so you never really know what's going to happen at the Golden Globes. Right. And and that brings us to this year where we're not going to get any of that. We don't get like the one fun part of the Golden Globes, which is the actual show and possibly drunken celebrities. So what are people most mad about in terms of who got nominated and who didn't get nominated this year? Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what this year's show is like because um, Tina Fey and Amy Poehler are hosting still and it's going to be some kind of a... They haven't released a lot of details, but there will be some remote elements. It might be like the Emmys where they literally like drove the awards to people's houses and threw them at them. We just don't have any idea. I imagine that in uh, in honoring the Golden Globes tradition, some people are probably going to get really drunk at home. Um, and so we may still get some wacky speeches. I think it may be interesting to watch. It could also just be incredibly boring. We'll see. Nobody knows. But one time-honored tradition of the Golden Globes is just nominating bizarre things. And so I think the one that everyone definitely has been talking about is that Emily in Paris has been nominated for several Golden Globes, including uh, Best Television Series, Musical, or Comedy. French men are flirts. Just act normal when you see him. But I'm not this person. I'm the girl who shows up, not the girl who makes bad decisions. And this is funny for many reasons. The biggest one might be that while everyone watched Emily in Paris, nobody thought it was good. I mean, I don't think anyone unironically watched the show. And so the idea of honoring it as like one of the best musical or comedic television shows, one of the five best of the year is laughable. And many people have been laughing about it and also been annoyed about it because there are other shows um, that don't get nominated. Another thing that happened this year that a lot of people were talking about was the film Minari, um, which is a probably a front runner, I would say, at the Oscars, at least for Best Picture nominations. I don't like Grandma. Grandma smells like Korea. It was moved into a category that a lot of people took umbrage with. So someone at the Globes made the decision that Minari, which is a film by an American director and writer funded by A24, which is an American company, uh, telling an American story about a Korean-American family in the Ozarks in the 80s. This film got pushed into the foreign language category. It is mostly in Korean, that is true, but... There was a perception that this was basically an admission that people still think a movie can't be real or American or big enough to go into the drama category, which is kind of the big one, if it's not in English. People were upset about this, and and quite reasonably. Right. And and pandemic aside, it's, it seems like over the past decade or so, we just have so many more options of what to watch. And, you know, there's kind of this lack of monoculture. You know, not everybody's going to see... The English Patient. I don't even know if anyone went to go see that. But, yes. <laughs> but, you know, it's like, how how does that change the way that we determine who is the winner? Right. There are so many movies and so many TV shows that you're not tracking everything the way that you might have been able to in the past. 
But I think what the effect there is dilution. You know, it's diluted uh, interest in individual movies. And this is a big problem for awards shows generally right now, that they are trying to find ways to get people invested in the individual movies and TV shows and invested in watching them win, almost like it's a sport. But people are less invested in that because they haven't seen all of the movies. And there's this perception that, you know, with the Golden Globes, at least, that these are like bizarre picks that nobody's ever heard of. So why would I bother? Right. And if we're accepting the fact that this award show is rigged, no one really takes it that seriously, even though, you know, it has obviously commercial effects. What is the case for continuing to pay attention to it at all? So I would be perfectly happy if everyone would stop paying attention to the Golden Globes myself. They're they're somewhat nonsensical. At best, it's sort of fun performance art, I think, most years. But I do think there's a case for paying attention to other awards shows. I think of the Oscars, for instance. One thing that it can do is help us see professionals honoring stuff that they think is really good and whether or not we agree with their picks. And goodness knows I disagree with the Oscars all the time. What we are getting is a slightly more informed view of the industry. And I know for some people it's really helpful for them just figuring out what they should catch up on that they missed last year. This year in particular, I think that will be very helpful because a lot of people didn't see anything in a theater last year or they, you know, feel like everything flew past them and they had no idea what to pay attention to. And we can use the Oscars as a tool for helping us kind of sort through some of the muck while not taking any of it too seriously. There's still big campaigns that happen. They look like political campaigns in order to get movies in front of people and get them to put it on their ballot. And that's always going to happen. That's just the nature of the beast. So we shouldn't take awards shows too seriously. But the Golden Globes in particular sort of begs to not be taken too seriously. Alyssa Wilkinson is a film critic and culture reporter at Vox. You can follow all of Alyssa's work at Vox.com. 